2: let's go back to the phones angel I see you we're gonna close out with you let's go let's go back to the phones though um, and angel if you have to run just let uh, let uh, Dave know and then we'll we'll get you in early but I wanted to close with you let's go to uh let's go to female uh, callers uh Jake let's go to D from North Carolina D how oh, you feeling my other welcome back'm
4: I'm, I'm doing good Dick, CP thanks for taking the call oh, I thought, uh, I thought congratulations you. for you guys being out there you know you're, you're moving up.
2: Appreciate you. So, Appreciate you, D. Uh, but, and my apologies, D. I, I thought I thought this was uh, the female call. I think her name was Gail from North Carolina.
3: So my apologies, man. No disrespect there, man. But welcome Oh, back. No, no,
4: no. No, no. It's, it's all good. Yeah. I, I remember you thought that we were in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good.
3: I thought he was going to put on a female voice for us. He was going to put on the <laughs> voice of Gail. Yeah, then okay. it would get a little strange. Yeah. But. <laughs> no,
4: no. No, it's all good. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring up, you know, kind of like a – off the wall trade. I was talking to my boy about, Mm
2: -hmm.
4: you know, since golden state really needs a vet, you know, that can help them win now. Mm -hmm. And we have everything. Why don't we send Randall and get the seven and 14th and take Wiggins contract. Wiggins is only there for two years. And right when he becomes free agent, so does Zion Morant, everybody, all the young players, Mm -hmm. 22, a lot of the free agents are older. So, if we get them and sign them to contracts, we might have a, a few, like, two, three good years. But if we get the seven 14th, plus we get Zion or somebody in 23, we're going to be good for a long time. Like, with Golden State, they drafted Steph. They drafted Clay. They drafted Draymond. Yeah. And they, they're they still good from 2009 when they drafted Steph.
2: Yeah, I hear you, man. So but it, man, it, trade. Are you going to trade it, Julius? It, it, I don't
4: know, man. And, but we have Obi. We have Obi to back him up. You know, Obi. I think could, you know, learn to fill in. He won't fill in right away, of course, because he's young. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think that for for the overall future yeah. of the team, you know, my my boy made a good point. Because at first I was fighting him on the Randall trade. I'm like, nah. He's like, use the assets we got now because we don't have no draft picks really. You know, our, ours yeah. are low. Yeah, and if, we, and if we could keep 19 and 21 plus get seven and 14, you know we could build some for the future.
2: Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I don't think the, I don't think the Knicks would do that, man. And seven and 14, I think Golden State would probably be able to get more uh, uh, by by using that. You know, I, I don't see it, man. I don't think I, I don't think I would do that trade, bro. Honestly, I don't, I don't, why not just keep 19, 21, you. Or, or maybe 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 you can get 14 still without having to give up Julius. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, I feel you. Yep. And and, and I, I, I agree. That was part of the, the thing that I was battling with him with. But, it, you know, he, he said if, if you get seven and 14th without giving up any picks, or even if you give them the 32nd and 58th, which are basically Man. throwaways, not, not so much the 32nd, but the 58th, mm. you know, then you, you could get someone like Giddy and Moody – and then put put them with whoever you get at nineteen and twenty one.
2: Listen, I, I would I would love to have it, but I'd rather have Julius with those guys um, rather. Than, oh, no, so, so you, so you you really in on on, on uh, the Zion thing? You'd you'd really be in on the Zion thing?
4: If if we were able to get him, I think that it would be good because I think it would be a draw, just because his friend is here yeah because you know because I don't know how how i I don't really think that our chances are better than fifty fifty, but you know I do think that you know it's a possibility and e- even if we have all those young pieces and they want to sign and trade them because they're not going to let them go for nothing right then we have we have more pieces to censor them
3: okay. Zion is a draw, and I think we'd all love Zion, but I don't yeah. know if we could look two years down down the road and say, "Oh, let's hope that he comes," because we've been through that song and yeah, dance before do that with this all team. the time. Man. So we, do we don't know what his plans are if he would come here if they could get him. But listen, I mean, if Zion was in New York, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't it be, sign? up It for that? would be
2: great. I, I would certainly sign up for it. But right now, I think the the most realistic thing is that you're looking at Julius Randle getting a max contract of four years, four or five years after next season. I don't think he's gonna. He's eligible to, to sign a deal. This coming off season, he's not. He's not going to sign that. I think he's going to go into free agency. I think you they're going to play it
3: out. You don't think he's going to get the extension? No,
2: I think he'll go okay. for the max max. I yeah. think he'll go for the max max, and, and where the Knicks go from it, I think they'll give
3: it to him. You do? Okay. I think so. You think he's a I, 30, I, 35, 30 million a year player? I
2: th- I think they will give it to him. I'd be leery to do it, um, even though he had a great bounce back year this year. Playoffs. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, downsize him because of that. Necessarily, But we'll see, I want to see what happens this year as
3: well. Well, you got to see if they do make the playoffs this year. A bounce back. Because if he has two back-to-back disaster playoff you're runs, right. you're not signing. Right. So that's, I, that's important. You know, on the big stage, <sighs> listen, he did it all year, but he fell flat yeah. on his face in the playoffs. So you can't have that in back-to-back years. If you want to win a championship, But how do you, you need those caliber players.
2: But how do you – I'm just playing devil's advocate. here Because, like I said, I'm, you know, there's certain aspects of his game that, that still concern me. But how do you give up? on your top guy what message does that send to the league when you're trying to bring in more guys that's true
3: but your hope is that you could bring in multiple and by that time when yeah he's gone, in like you bring in. see you later. all right see <laughs> you we'll bring in three guys now super <laughs> team Knicks <laughs> championship super 2024 yeah book it right now yeah, yeah. like you know i need to see him perform on the big stage because no, that hey, was brutal it was brutal i mean that's the it difference brutal, in the man. series at times yeah you know, you look at Biggest obviously difference. game one. I didn't love bringing fresh, uh, cold legs with Frank on that one possession yeah, with Trey. Yeah, on. I didn't like that. That was a big difference. But Randall plays like regular season Randall, and maybe the Knicks are in the second, maybe third round. Could, could have been
2: a difference, man. I thought um, just just watching it. You know, I was at one through four. And especially one, and, and even going into two, we just looked shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Spike said, MSG was rocking, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the the nerves that were going through that building, you could just tell. It, it permeated throughout the team. Everybody was just clanking bricks and nervous and, you know, rushing shots. And,
3: I was nervous as a fan, cheering at those. Yeah. I mean, every three-point attempt, we would rise to our feet. I mean, right, we were there. Right. I was there, and it yeah. was – Electric. It was it an atmosphere. Was I, I've been in the 2015 World Series. That was electric. Yeah, yeah. The baseball's a little different. Bigger stadium is different. But, like, this compared to that. Yeah. Like a World Series and a first round of the playoffs. And it also helps that everyone's inside for years. So, now we're outside. Yeah. we got to go crazy. But it shows you when this team does make the playoffs. the said he's on fire. And I think it's good that they got that experience under yeah. the belt. It's good that Randall got that experience because he didn't have that in the past. And this and is his, his how, first how rodeo. How yeah. Quickly's first rodeo. A lot of these guys' first rodeos. Yeah. You know, you got that out of the way, next year, you know, you know how the experience is. It's time to party.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, the thing that's going for him is that every year we've seen his game improve. Now, not, you know, the previous season when he first, first got here, it was a bit of a disaster. He still put up his points, but he was, was, you know, turnover prone and making mistakes, and he wasn't making his team better. He was lousy from three. He was like 26% from three. Absolutely terrible. This year, he came back with a chip on his shoulder. How much is that was, was uh was, you know, empty fans in the seats? You know, Gil, Gil, I, I, th- I went back and forth with uh, with Gilbert Arenas on that, you know, because Gilbert Arenas was like, listen, once the fans get back in the seats, watch what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, those are empty stats. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he's back, he's back. And so, you know, didn't really deliver in the playoffs. So, we'll
3: see, man. And Randall, it was bully ball, and that's yeah. what this city needs. But then the Hawks played bully ball in the Knicks. So, yeah. They took Randall's game and threw it right in their face. Right I mean, you saw Capella him. essentially laughing. And when Capella did that, I was yeah. mad as a fan. I'm like, beat these fools yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And they bullied us. They yeah. bullied the Knicks that series. They and bullied him. we need to bully them back. You know, we need sure. to be the bully sure. in the playoffs sure. next, uh, next April, May. I, I
2: just thought with the Hawks, um, they, they had things a bit too easy. But I also felt like, and Spike came in and said as well, you know, they were the better team. Mm-hmm. And they showed that against us. They showed that against Philadelphia, number one seed, embarrassed them. Came back twenty six points down. I forgot which game that was. Embarrassed Philadelphia, beat them in that series. Took the Bucks to you know to the brink. I mean, I think if Trey Young stays healthy, that series I'm not so sure Giannis and them make it out of it. I, I, I think maybe they would have been seven if, if Giannis stayed healthy as well. But they, they gave the, the Bucks some problems. I thought where the Hawks were great. Where number one, it was started with Trey, just being able to break the defense down. Being a prolific scorer from three levels, you pick your poison. We had no answers for them in the pick and roll. And then they had not only three-point shooters with Collins, you know, Bogdanovich, Herter, and Gallinari, but all those guys could also put the ball on the floor. So even when, when, when you go and close them out, they can attack the closeouts, and then they can pass off of it. So their offense was just so dynamic, I didn't think the Knicks had a chance because our offense – Yes, even at peak, at times in the season, we had our moments. We we couldn't keep up with that. Mm -hmm. We we couldn't keep up with
3: that. Yeah, you know they clicked at the right time, and give credit to Nate McMillan. uh, He put that team together, and he had that interim label removed. And well deserved. They were physical. They played tenacious defense, and you know you hate them, but you Mm -hmm. give credit to them. You give respect to them because they just outman the Knicks and. You know, we need a couple of guys like that. That's I want to see Mitch Robson bulk up and be that bully like yeah, Randall yeah. because if you could have two bullies in the paint, yeah. that's what you need. You need that physical presence, and then you need three-point shooters because that's the name of today's NBA. You need, NBA. Three, you three, need three shooters, shooters.
2: man. And, and shout-out Big Drake who said, you know, what happens if Mitch is there? I do think Mitch would have made a difference because uh, Mitch had a, had a knack for being around the offensive glass and battling Capella for the boards. And then also when the Knicks got caught out in the pick-and-roll where they had to switch – Mitch was a way better perimeter defender than Noel. He could block shots. You've seen how he could block threes. Mm-hmm. But he, he also has that length, that wingspan that can kind of slow guys down, you know, slow Trey down from getting around that corner. So uh, you got to pay attention to, to Mitch. And, and like you said, I hope he takes the next step uh, next season and as well. He man. he
3: teased us, bro, when he tweeted out the eye emojis. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. he's coming back yeah, next yeah. game. And then on the injury report, like, what, well, was it doubtful? But I was like, all right, that's yeah. better than out. And 100%. I'm like, he's going to come back. And I thought they might. It must have been something with the medical team. They said, no, I he's not 100%. But yeah. I was thinking about, let's throw him out there for yeah. 12 minutes, maybe shake things I, up. I
2: didn't think they were going to rush him too much. So it was unfortunate. But, um, but, yeah, hopefully he bounces back strong next season. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to, we heard from D. Let's go to Greg from New Jersey. Greg, how you doing?
5: Uh, how you doing, bro? First good,
2: Good, man. I, I don't know if you have it on speakerphone, Greg. But uh, if you do, just please take it off. All right, hold on. Yeah. No. All right, uh, you hear phone, me? Everything guys. good? Yeah, loud and clear. Much better, bro. Thank you, bro. All
5: right, I'm sorry. I got a I got a quick question, man. This is a great question. Everybody's talking about what pick and Chris Paul. Why don't the Knicks? Why don't we try to get Shy Gail Alexander, and T.J. Warren?
2: What's your price? Hills just I don't care. Come I'll treat, give away bro. the
5: picks. Give away the picks. Give away Kevin Knox. Give away Frankie. Nah, anybody. I see He's Ty Alexander. You see Greg. You, ain't you're nobody in the draft is better than him,
2: man. Greg, you're making that mistake that a lot of Knicks fans make, man. When they, when they want a very talented player, then they're ready to give up all the guys who they were trashing all season long. Frank sucks. Kevin Knox sucks. That man. Sam Presti don't want those guys. Sam Presti has more than enough picks, Greg. He don't want those guys.
5: I I'm, just think shot sits in with Thibodeau. He plays defense. Bro. He's a big point guard. And then we add T.J. Warren at the
4: wing.
2: Which yeah, sense. I I agree with you one thousand percent on on those players, especially I, and T.J. Warren. I like him too. I think he's a sleeper uh, who could help this team as well. But you got to pay to play, bro. Shea Gil Alexander could very well cost you RJ in a trade. Not not Frank and uh. Kevin Knox and twenty one fifty eight, <laughs> bro. You got to pay to play, man. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not telling you not to get them. I'm saying I would love to have them, but we are going to have to pay a lot more than that, bro. And and OKC already because has it, a lot isn't of picks. Is it better,
5: isn't it better to, to pay Chris Paul 40 million though?
2: I mean, we we have the cap for it, you know, a two-year deal, a two-year deal. <laughs> you know? CP3 could help us, right? Bro. CP3 could help us, bro.
6: Besides, is younger and he'll yeah. be cheaper.
2: No. Well, he won't be cheap in assets. Like I said, it could, could cost you R.J. It could cost you R.J., man. You know, think about it this way. They offered Shy and six for number one for Detroit, and Detroit turned it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're
2: right about that. You know. Yeah, so I ain't trading an R.J. Pr- pr- for Shy. Appreciate the call, though. <laughs> though.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, it's I'm, not happening. I mean, we're already saying we're not going to trade R.J. for Dame while yeah, we're trading right, for right.
2: Shy. Listen, Sam Presti is not doing that. Uh, the best you could hope for is if is if you know shy requests a trade, then it's still out of his hands. But you know that, that's the best you could hope for. Yeah, is and,
3: RJ Barrett untouchable in your mind? Um, he's my guy. He's my guy. Uh, is there a player in the league with a package that you would trade him for? Because if you're not doing Dame, when, who the, are you when the time
2: for? is right, mm-hmm. then when the time is right. See, I, see, I wouldn't do an RJ trade for Dame now because we have nothing to build with. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me, you know, we, we get two other all-NBA types. I don't know who those guys are because Kawhi's out of the picture. I would love to get Beal. But if you tell me that, you know, you're at the moment where an acquisition of Dame is going to take you to to over the Bucks, over the Nets, over Philly, then, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, You know, that's my guy. But you got to do what you got to do. Right now, though, no, I'm not doing that.
3: I'm just trying to just package together pieces. What I would do. <laughs> Because, obviously, if, it. if it's the trade's right, you keep quickly and you give away Barrett, yeah. Robinson, and picks for Dame, I'm probably doing it. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of Knicks fans are saying no, but this is a franchise-altering player. Damn, not but. saying R.J. Barrett won't be, but if you can keep one of your guys, if you keep yeah. quick, or you give them quick and you keep R.J., which doesn't seem like that's going to happen, no. it takes a lot to get a lot. It takes a lot to get a superstar like that. Right. And he's arguably the most clutch player in the league. The thing uh, is for me okay. is that
2: timing, timing is still everything. To me, if you look around the NBA, when teams mortgage their future for trades is when that person that they get is like the last piece, mm-hmm. not the first piece. You know what I mean? Like, like the Bucks had, they built that foundation with Giannis and Middleton. That's fair, yep. Drew Holiday was the final domino. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Nets, yes, they had Kyrie, they had KD. Harden is going to be that final domino. I think when they're healthy, they'll probably run the table. Yep. So I just feel like you bring in Dame here now. He's thirty-one. How many more years of prime Dame, like prime Dame, like throwing up forty footers and making it three, four? Yeah. So you have to say in that window, we're going to be able to bring in two all-star caliber, or even superstar caliber players with them. To, to win a championship.
3: I just like that Dame's under contract for a while. You have – I know it's a yeah. lot of money, 40-plus million a year, but he's set for the next four or five years. You yeah. have him in the building versus if you trade for him in two years, then you only get him for two years. Right, it right, might cost right. you less, but now you have him for have half the of a decade the at the garden. Yeah. You're filling that place up yeah. next year. So I see what you're saying. The foundation isn't there yet, yeah. but you're going to get him for a while versus trading for him later on. That's
2: true. That's true. Listen, there's a, there's a lot of fans that are ready to pull the trigger now. Dame's my favorite player. You know, I just don't feel like – again, I get that PTSD, man. I get mellow trade vibes all over again where it's just like, all right, now what?
3: People worry that they're, they're saying they're going to be the Portland Knicks or the New York Blazers yeah. if they do Yeah, I think Dame
2: deal. is worried about that too. Yeah. I think Dame Dame's in in is in, a, is, is in a tough spot because Portland, like a lot of teams, yes, a lot of teams – there's a lot of teams in the NBA that quote-unquote build the right way, right? They go in, they draft, they stay conservative with the cap, you know, they make expenditures when they can, but it only gets you to a certain point. And that's why when Spike was saying, luck is a, plays a huge part in it, mm-hmm. you know. And Portland's in that situation where they can't get much better with the assets that they have to help Dane compete.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? If they trade CJ, what is CJ going to get you back? Nothing great that's going to make you better than the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, <laughs> the Mavs. You know, there's other teams I'm missing right now. The Denver, you know, that's five teams already. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why with Dame, I think, I think he truly wants to win, but he's just in a tough spot where there's not that many teams that can give him that, that opportunity. Maybe Philly, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe a Philly trade. Uh, puts puts him in a lot closer position, but I don't think, even though I even though I know that he would like New York, I don't think he would just come here not to you know not have an opportunity
3: to win. It just stinks because it's the Nets conference next year. If they're healthy, they're just too yeah. damn good. They're too damn good. They're I mean, if they're healthy, is the big question. Kyrie's been hurt the last couple right. of years. Harden never gets hurt, and he got hurt this yeah, year, which yeah. was wild. Uh, KD was hurt, so. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy, they're just too good. And the Knicks the could Knicks put together a sixty-nine, seventy 70 Knicks team yeah, and, yeah. and still not win. The Nets are just too good, and now Milwaukee's a force. So you got two teams in the Eastern Conference that Big are time. dominant forces yeah. that even if the Knicks do trade for Dame, they're still two or three years potentially away.
2: Big, Big time, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs-up button for you boys. CP Jake Brown here checking in from Clyde's Wine and Dine. Uh, lunchtime edition. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button. Junior Karoma's up next on the phones. Junior, how you doing, bro?
6: Yo, CT the Dom. What's, What's good, good, bro? bro? <laughs>
2: What's good, bro? How you feeling, bro?
6: Man, I'm good, bro, man. I have to call, man. You know, I'm always in the chat. You know, I never miss a show, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you, bro. You're always in the chat. Man. <laughs> man, I always appreciate show. you,
6: bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jay Ellis, man. Shout out to
2: mm-hmm.
6: Ashley, CK2K, man. The whole Jay Boogie, the whole crew. Man. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I'm just calling, man. I'm just calling because this is a huge day. For the Knicks, you know, huge night, like because yeah. I feel like Knicks could get
2: two
6: players, impact clear. Yeah. Okay, I'm make sure, right. make sure you're not on,
2: make sure you're not on speakerphone, man. You sound like Darth Vader for a second, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on.
6: Speakerphone.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, alright, go ahead, go ahead. Okay.
6: <laughs> I guess my connection is bad because yeah, I'm, I'm, it, I'm working. Okay,
2: it's, it's better now. It's <laughs> another better now.
6: cubicle call. Everyone's yeah, another cubicle, the cubicle.
2: Now, man. I'll tell you, man. Is, is that, is, is that important? It's plumbing, man. I'm, Talk that talk, Junior. Your boss can wait, man. Talk that talk, bro. Go ahead, bro.
7: <laughs>
6: but yeah, you hear me now?
2: Yeah, loud and clear. Go ahead. All
6: right, good. All right. So the Knicks, all right, Knicks can't squander this this draft because every year Knicks going to draft out. Oh, need a point guard mm-hmm. for the future. They need a point guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I was. I ain't gonna lie. Last year, you know, like like okay, I understand. You know, if we can get we can get Ob. Understand? Okay. okay. We miss Halliburton. Now you are looking back at that trade. I mean, not that draft that draft pick, man. I think we should have really drafted Halliburton, man. <laughs> uh. You know, the OB thing is not. You know, I really think we should draft Halliburton. Yeah. But the Knicks need what they need on the floor. They have all right. The Knicks need athleticism. They need a to get to the basket. They need a to create their own shot. Hmm. Right. They need a guard that can score. They need shooters. Yeah. That's what the Knicks need because every time it seemed like when the Knicks play. That half-court half court set. Knicks, they run the offense with Julius every time. I mean, he's just working hard to get mm-hmm. his own shot for mm-hmm. RJ. They need a guy that can, like, just like when Rose came in, he made it easier. It's a guard you can lead. You need a guy that could put the ball on the floor. Sure. Break defenses down. You need, you need a point guard that could shoot. They need guard play. That's why, you know, now the whole Lonzo thing, Knicks fans don't get it, man. The whole Lonzo thing, Lonzo can shoot. He's a true point guard. Okay, I know, like, the 20 mil. It's the market for the NBA. It's the market, man, because he's worth well, – I'm not saying he's worth 20 mil. It's mm-hmm. just the market. That's what they don't get. Yeah. But Knicks need guard play. I'm tired of these wings. Look, I know it's a guard in the wing-driven league. The Knicks need guard. They got to draft a point guard, man. A two, okay. Like, uh, Trey Mann is, is perfect, man. He could shoot. Yeah. And he's like a combo guard. But the Knicks need guard. They have to come to the draft – they need a guard. They need guards, man. The guards in the league You can't every okay. year, man. You missed out on Halliburton last year, <laughs> you know. I like Obi. Oh my guy. But yeah. it just, They just—they need guard play, man. Right. Every year, Pre- man. Appreciate every the call, year. man.
2: Appreciate the call, Junior. Junior never misses a show. Suits so every. Salute to Junior in the chat. Junior Caroma. He's a Giants fan too, so I, I respect him for that. Um. Yeah. Listen, man. We, there's no question. We need an upgrade in our in our guard rotation. Peyton will be out of there. You hope I. I would bring Rose back as as a backup. I thought he he came in and gave us a huge lift, a huge spark, much needed, and and was very instrumental in that run to to uh, a obtain and and maintain that four seed.
3: Man. You got to bring Rose back. I yeah. think that's a must. If you get it on the on the cheap, six million, eight million a year, maybe yeah. get him one year deal. You got to bring him back. It's, it's a guard's league, and I think I, I don't know if Lonzo Ball's a great shooter. I think he's. He's decent. He's, He's decent improved. He's improved. And uh, the question is, will Alfred Payton's burner account stay alive? That's, <laughs> that's the big Got question.
2: It. I saw something on Instagram. <laughs> it looks like him, Alfred Payton, and Dennis Smith Jr. Vacationing somewhere. i seen right. somebody through a picture up there on jet skis. Hopefully out, far
3: know. away from New York. Let's <laughs> just get him <laughs> on the outside of the country. <laughs> <laughs> not,
2: not jet skiing on the Hudson, man. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I mean,
3: not. Rose was a huge upgrade for Payton. Huge, huge. Bring <laughs> him back. Get rid of Payton. Yeah. Um, I've, Dennis Smith. I mean, the, the people who were mad about that trade look like fools now. Who are like, oh. Yeah. Oh, we're trading, mortgaging the future for Derrick Rose and. Rose is the reason treat. they got to where they were. I it mean, was a great trade. He was magnificent. So, uh-huh. I think he is essential to bring back as a backup. Now, you saw he kind of got exposed when he started. He broke down. it worked when he was a backup, 20, yeah. 25 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, um, but you need a shooting guard. You need a yeah. guard that can shoot. You need a guard Maybe that Maybe that's shoot. ball. That's why we love Chris Paul because he is just as smooth. Mid-range as king. Cool as the other side of the yep. pillow. Rest Snake dribble, mid-range stream. Um, so, a guy like DeRozan is a guard, that's a swing man that can shoot. Kawhi, another swing man that can shoot. Yeah. Lowry, okay shooter, Lowry not great. Not in love with Otto Porter. That's a name that's going to be out there. I think he's going to get overpaid yeah, and not yeah. in love with him. Yeah, nah. um, but Ball might be the guy. He yeah. might end up being the yeah. guy. As as much as we are gonna as we say, hate the headlines, I think he yeah. is starting to develop into a nice player and, and might be the right fit for this team.
2: There's certain guys, certain vets, that you may hear a name in this free agency where you like, why the Knicks give him so much money? Remember that the Knicks will have have a lot of cap flexibility, so there could be a guy who will come in and they may give him a one year deal at twenty five million dollars, and you know, but the next year is non guaranteed. So they give him that balloon contract, a la uh, what they did for Marcus Morris, and then maybe they try to flip him at the deadline, or he's, he's just a veteran that, that helps him win, so they'll be able to do those type of balloon deals again. Uh, maybe that's what Lowry gets. You know, maybe they give Lowry one year forty where the Pelicans may offer him a you know, multiple-year deal, but a little bit less. Who knows? Maybe he takes it.
3: Yeah, our guy Ian Begley you know, wrote a story that DeRozan and Spencer Dinwiddie are on the Knicks' radar. Okay. What are your thoughts on Spencer Dinwiddie?
2: I like Dinwiddie, man. Even though he's a Knick nemesis, I, I like Dinwiddie. He's a bucket getter. I'm not the greatest shooter from three by any means, but I, I think he's a, uh, he, he's a clutch bucket getter. I, I like Dinwiddie a lot. I like his tenacity. Um, obviously killed the Knicks. I wouldn't mind getting bringing Dinwiddie in here, maybe, you know, something in the teens, 16, 17. He's coming off the ACL injury as well, so Stock is a little bit down. But I, I would definitely bring in uh, Dinwiddie. The Rosen, um, you know, had a good year, had a great year with the Spurs. Mid, again, another mid-range assassin. I'm not sure if I would bring it, bring him in, you know, with his type of usage. Doesn't shoot the three ball that well. I, would, I think I would go Dinwiddie over, over the Rosen if, if Dinwiddie I had
3: choice. quickly, Rose. If that's your opening night, yeah, Knicks, point guards. Rotation? What do you think? I like it. Your I fan. like
2: it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I don't think, you know, the upper echelon guy who's pole, he's out of the question. So you're looking at more mid-tier. The thing with, with Dinwiddie is he can get you some, some points. He can get you some buckets as well. And so um, I think – I don't remember how many assists he had averaged with the Nets – before he got hurt maybe around uh like either yeah, between four and six but certainly a capable passer um more of a combo type of type of guard but yeah i, I would i would definitely sign up to bring dinwiddie here you know he's going to be asking dolan for his contract in bitcoin you know what i'm saying <laughs>
3: well 2019 he averaged 6.8 assists a 6 game. 6 right. 20.6 points a game yeah Obviously, uh, before Kyrie and everything, but, right, right. Um, I like Dinwiddie too. I, like I, Dinwiddie. I think he would be good, and he's not going to cost a lot. It's coming off the ACL. Maybe yeah. he gets approved. It one year deal, two year deal. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. get him one year, fifteen million, something like that. Yeah, I sign up for that in a heartbeat. I would, I would. Now, now,
2: DeRozan also just recently went on with um, Shannon Sharp's podcast and said he's he's prioritizing winning. So, how much does that factor in? What do you what do you welcome going home to the Lakers for a mid level exemption if it gave him a chance? to win a realistic chance to win a championship rather than come here for the bag. You know, and Shannon not. Sharp pressed him. He was like, you know, a lot of guys say that but end up taking the bag anyway. You know, so what's DeRozan's motivation? He claims he says, Hey, I made a lot of money in my in my day. I'm gonna prioritize winning does, does he go back home to the
3: Lakers? Did Shannon Sharp tell him he was on the air this yeah. time? Was, was, <laughs> yeah. Did he make sure that, that he was live on the show? Uh, Julio Jones has a word for him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out uh, Shannon Sharp, man.
3: Club yeah, Shay, Shay. I could see him going to, like, L.A., either the Clippers or the Lakers, yeah. uh, on a on a short deal and trying to win a title because mm-hmm. uh, of what happened with Toronto. I'm sure he's craving right, right. for a title.
2: And he should. And he should. You know, he's been, as he said, he's been in the league for a long time now. Um, so I, I would I would like to see him on that on that Laker team, with uh, with with Bron and AD. Um, and, and speaking of AD, you know the, the funny thing is, is is as Junior said, you know it's a, it's a guard driven league. It's funny because you know I, w- I was talking to Max Kellerman, um last week about it after the Bucks won. If you kind of think about it, the big man still got something to say, man. You got yeah. the Greek freak putting himself on the world stage. Last year the Lakers won. AD was dominant. You had Jokic winning the MVP, Embiid being a, being a, a runner-up. You have Randall coming up. You know, you throw a little Randall out there, you know, made, made the all-NBA team. Big man still got something to say in this league,
3: bro. Yeah, and I love seeing it, you know, yeah. and it's it's a different kind of big man than yeah. it used to be. It's not it's the hybrid posting and toasting, right, right? you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, the 90s Knicks that we love, yeah. Patrick Ewing, yeah. hook shots. It's guys that can shoot the three but could also get to the hole, yeah. and it's fun to watch those kind of – it's like a hybrid kind yeah, of big yeah, man now, yeah. and we've never seen this before. So, you appreciate it because it's so few and far between. Yeah. There's just not a lot of them out 100%. there. So, it's uh, it's a different brand of basketball that I like yeah, watching.
2: Yeah, as you said, man, these guys can step back, step back out of the three-point line. I mean, sometimes watching Joel and beat, I'm like. You're not supposed to be doing that, bro. But you know he, he's able to do it, man. Well, that's yeah. what we thought about
3: Randall. You know, last not this year, but last yeah. year we were scared every time he shoot. We're like, "What are you doing, yeah. bully ball?" But yeah. this year he mixed the bully ball with the three point yeah. shooting. He worked on his shot. It was a lot smoother yeah. of a shot that it was, he had. It was filthy. Bro. And if if these big men want to work on it and can do it effectively, I don't want to yeah. see a thirty percent center shooting threes. Right. But Randall shot, what, close to 40% he was 40, from out there? Yeah, he yeah. hit
2: 40, man. And Randall was, I mean, sometimes I thought I was looking at Carmelo's arsenal, man, with some of the moves that he, that he was busting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, very efficient from the baseline jumper, you know, that over-the-shoulder jump shot as well. So, Randall uh, definitely surprised some people this year for sure, man.
3: And a former Kentucky player, Reed Travis, by the way, will play for the next I, yeah, summer league I did team. Hear that. So, we'll yeah. see uh, – a couple of uh, Kentucky guys. Yeah,
2: you, you know that they'll they'll take care of them. And, and shout out to everybody in the chat. If you guys are going to Vegas, uh, I'll be out there from um, August eighth to uh, to the twelfth. So we'll be out in Vegas covering summer league as well. And uh, it's always a good time. Have you been out out there for some I haven't.
3: No, I need to make my way. Uh, My guy, the Junkyard Dog, is out. Shout out Junkyard Dog. He'll be in Summer League. You might see him there. Yeah. Um, But will you make it to the games, or will you be at the Blackjack table or somewhere else? I'll be at
2: both. I'll be at both, man. (laughs) I'll definitely be at the games, and then, you know, nightcap, uh, you know, how I'm feeling. If we get a win, I'll I'll spend a little bit more time at the Blackjack table, a little roulette, a little three-card. I kind of rotate around there, watch the tables a little bit, see what's going on. You know, they say you're not supposed to watch the roulette, board. much I always watch the board and Rue, think that's I know more
3: what of a crapshoot. I yeah. feel like blackjack yeah. is more skill. I yeah. know it's a definitely. game of luck still, definitely. but it definitely takes some skill. But uh, I'm excited, I like to see those young guys play. Yeah. it's interesting. And uh, my guy is Charles Jenkins, went to Hofstra, okay. And yeah, plays yeah, overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dynamic of the summer league and maybe trying to make the G league versus going and getting check overseas. Yeah, the money overseas is a lot more than mm-hmm. if you're in the G league, mm-hmm. and some of those kind of guys have to make that decision. Yeah. Do they want to play in Serbia for a quarter million? Mm-hmm. Or do they want to play in the G League for 75000 yeah. with a chance at the league? And it's interesting those kind of stories because that is a life-changing decision. True do you go story. overseas away from your family yeah. to get to secure the back? Mm-hmm. Or do you chase your NBA dream to maybe be a 12th or 13th man? Yeah. You're going to see a lot of those guys in the draft this year. Guys that didn't have a ton of college experience who are going to say, hey, should I go – to, uh, you know, Russia yeah. to make half a million, have my rent paid for, they give me a car, they give yeah. me housing, or fight for my life to, you know, yeah. maybe be a backup in the G League. Yeah. These, these are stories we don't hear a lot about, but, you know, a, a guy like Reed Travis might be one of those guys that decides overseas or G League and chase the dream True. here. True
2: story, man. True story indeed. And, uh, yeah, some leagues great because you, you pay 40 bucks and, and you could stay all day. You watch about seven to ten games or, like, I think eight game. All 30 teams are going to be there this year rather than they used to split time between Vegas and Orlando. So, now everybody's in Vegas. So, it's a good time. You know, you, you pay your money and you watch all day.
3: You see some of those guys now, and Charles is in that, the basketball tournament, ESPN, yeah, yeah, yeah. who go into that, or the big three. They big play three. these big yeah, cast-offs yeah. or guys who played overseas yeah. in these leagues. So, it's a good opportunity to see, you know, the future players and to see guys who might go play elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, love those journeys, love those stories. Yeah. So, uh, I'm curious to hear how that goes for you. The yeah,
2: Pre- appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, a famous Nick who had a, had a great story was uh, Anthony Mason, man. M- Rest in peace. He, uh, he came in, was drafted by Portland, gets cut, goes around. He goes to the Nets. His, his um, old coach, his old high school coach was friends with Willis Reed, who was the coach of the Nets. Gets an opportunity with the Nets, doesn't make it there. Goes to Denver, doesn't make it there. Goes to Venezuela, goes to Turkey. And then in uh, 1991, gets an opportunity to try out. Knicks general manager, uh, Fuzzy Zilla, sees him there. And uh, the rest was history, man. That was the same year they hired Riley, and and the rest was history, man. He gets his chance just off of a summer league, you know, just a summer league tryout.
3: Chris Child is another guy who had an interesting journey. CBA, playing overseas, playing in leagues that I've never heard of before that are extinct now. And, look, he came to the Nets, came to the Knicks, mm-hmm. made his impact felt. A guy who's a great interview, always, you know, he doesn't avoid the Kobe fight question. Yeah, the classic it, Chris Charles Does, does not avoid it. Does not avoid so it. So he's, he's a, another guy with yeah. one of those journeys. And some of these guys, it takes a while. They may be 28, yeah. 29, played in 12 different countries and eight yeah. different leagues, uh, but they find their way here. And, and this is when you see those guys. You see them, the undrafted players who, who make it, these G League players who make it. Yeah. Um, now it's like guys are going to high school. There's some – guys in this draft who are going high school to the G League mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not doing college, G going league the route Ignite. of one year in the G League or yeah. one year overseas and then to the league.
2: Yeah, G League Ignite and, and shout out Rod Strickland who, who's running that league for Nick as well and uh, and New York legend. Yeah, John Starks who who had an unorthodox path uh, to come in here, went through the CBA as well. And, and A little uh, louder, Gary. he might hear. He's, yeah, he's a couple feet away from hopefully us. Hopefully <laughs> we'll get number three over here. Uh, as I said, we, we are here live at Clyde's Wine and Dine for the uh, Dr. Dick Barnett Foundation Legends Lunch and, and, again, man, if you guys missed some of the interviews we had earlier, we had some great conversations earlier with uh, some Knicks legends. We had Bill Hoskett, Mike Reardon, some of the supporting cast members of the team, and uh, and then we had the legendary Spike Lee sit down with us for a candid conversation. He's Spike, great. Spike went into overtime with us. Man. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we were trying to be respectful of the time. Like, Spike, he was like, who's your favorite baseball team? Yeah, <laughs> we had to pay him extra, give him <laughs> yeah, extra on the check. Right. She
3: got, uh, he got game two maybe yeah, coming yeah. up.
2: Yeah, man, Spike Spike was great. It, it was a great, uh, great time speaking to him, man, great time speaking to him. All right, so let's take a couple more calls here. Let's go to um, – right, let's hear from Angel, man. I don't want to keep Angel waiting too long. Angel, what's going on, bro?
8: Yo, 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 what's good, CT, Jake? How you doing, fellas?
3: How you doing, man? What's going on? Angel in the outfield, Angel on the phone line. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> and, 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 and
2: just a segue, uh, you had Ashley on, on your show. Yep angel is the number one ashley nicole moss fan in the country right uh, now she, uh, yeah. uh, number one wow number, she's, number got one, number number one. Yeah, she's got a long list i don't know yeah she got a long list angel angel's that guy man he's that guy number one
8: yeah man i i, I gotta be honest i think i am number one everybody knows i'm the ghost you know that's my that's he's my future wife king. right there everybody don't know it yet but um Hey, listen, man, you know me, CP. I am Mr. Positive, man. I'm feeling good about this draft. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't think we're going to move up in the draft. I think we should stay patient. And the first thing we got to do, man, just pick the best available talent, man. Now, my choices is this, you know, um, if Trey Murphy is there, I definitely think they're taking him. But Mm -hmm. if he's not there, how would you feel about this? If the Knicks walk away with Cameron Thomas from LSU – and Quentin Grimes, we gotta yeah. fulfill that guard position, man. Like we were a fourth seed with no point guard. You know, everybody makes it seem like we need so much help, and you know, we gotta get all these, you know, superstars. Listen, build first. If you look at the great teams in the NBA right now, look at the Golden State Warriors. They built that team through the draft. Look at the way the Bucks, you know, did their, uh, you know, championship run. They built from the ground up. You know, like, we got to stop trying to be like everybody else and getting all the superstars. Hey, listen, man, build the talent first. Build the team up. The coaches, you know, they got to evolve their game as well. Develop these players, but they got to develop as well, man. When it comes to Coach Tibbs, I don't want to see Randall playing one-on-one all game. You know, I don't want to – see the ball just in his hands move the ball mm-hmm. you know that's why we need a better point guard and a better shooting guard mm-hmm. you know um I don't want to see uh Bullock starting I want to see him coming off that bench yeah, if he, <laughs> you know um you know if he's uh if he comes back but listen man like we were a four seed and and we could only get better the sky is the limit man and we we just got to stay patient stay the course if I'm making a trade for another player Bring that boy Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon into New York, man. That's a great point guard, man. Let's just stay patient. And then, you know, if you want to hit that home run of free agency next year, then you hit that home run. But let's just yeah. stay patient, man. And as always, guys, thank you for taking my call, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Let's bro. go, Nick.
2: Let's go, let's go. Angel, appreciate the call, man. Always appreciate it. Never misses a show. Um, on Cam Thomas, listen. The Cam Thomas also revealed yesterday that he met with the Knicks. He said he had a, a positive interview with uh, Coach Tibbs. He said that Tibbs told him that he'd be an ideal fit with the with the Knicks. Now, Cam Thomas, he, he's a bucket getter out of LSU, um, and, and that's what he's going to give you. You know, according to to what the scouts are saying, he's going to get you some buckets. May not pass the ball too much, and defense isn't his favorite thing to do. So. <laughs> We'll see, you know. Think those things can change at the next level, but we do know that uh, this guy can get you some buckets, man. So he, he could be a pick, maybe at twenty-one. I don't think they'll they'll stretch up to get him. And then Quentin Grimes out of out of uh, Houston. I, I really like Quentin Grimes. He was a recruit out of Kansas. Went to Kansas, left. Went into the pre-draft process last year. Decided to come back to school, but Kansas had already given away his scholarship. Ends up going to Houston has career highs in points, rebounds, three-point attempts, three-point percentage, and uh, was one of the f- one of three people in the NCAA to to knock down 100 threes. I think he can be an instant three-and-D guy at the next level.
3: And he's a guy the Knicks can potentially get later. Some mocks yeah, have yeah. him in the late 30s, mm-hmm. early 40s. So maybe they get him with with 32 there if they wanted right. to reach there. Malcolm Brogdon's an interesting name. I like Brogdon. You like Brogdon?
2: I like Brogdon. Not from you know he's got he's got some bad injury history, mm-hmm. but I think he's a guy that can, can that can play on both ends. He's a bigger guard. I like bigger guards. I think he's about six five. Can knock down the three. Good decision maker. You know he, he he's he's not uh, erratic or anything like that. He, he makes solid decisions, but the injury is a little bit of a concern.
3: Yeah, if he's healthy, he seems to make sense with Tibbs. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would be the perfect Tibbs kind yeah. of player.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like Brogdon a lot, man. So, But like Angel said, let's just stay patient. I think the Knicks will. I think the Knicks will. You're hearing some names coming out there. You're hearing uh, Dinwiddie. You're hearing uh, DeRozan as potential targets. You're going to hear a lot of that, man. We got the draft coming up on Thursday, free agency coming up on Monday. Keep it locked, Knicks Fan TV. You know we're going to be covering everything. All day, every day. We're going to start with the draft. Starts at uh, coverage starts at 8 p.m. We're going to go right through the end of the night. All the picks, any trades, we'll see. And then Sunday on Knicks Fan TV, we'll go through our free agency preview show. And then Monday, we'll, we'll, we'll sit there and watch, man. We will watch and see free agency. The moratorium period kicks off at 6 p.m. And that's when uh, teams can start negotiating with players. You'll you'll hear some deals that'll be uh, verbally agreed to. So you'll know who uh, may be a nick or maybe going somewhere else. And then I think August sixth is when they could actually make it official. So things are uh, speeding up fast. Didn't it used to be midnight, or it used to be it used to be midnight, but now I think they make it six so that you can get the prime time coverage. Yeah,
3: you get the Woj bombs so coming you get the in, in uh, notification. You know what I mean? I like always. I'm thinking like, do I turn the notifications off? And I always forget. And then it, by the time I'm like, I'm going to turn them off, I'm like, oh, it's free agency. Yeah, I have to keep them yeah, on. Yeah. Because that's when he really just drops bombs everything, on you.
2: drops everything on you right away. So we'll, we'll know. We'll, we'll know early, man. Last year, we were waiting around, and uh, it, it was just like two, year, two hours into it. It was like, and the Knicks get Alec Burks. So we like, yeah.
3: yeah. I have a feeling Even it's going to like be. Burks, didn't, yeah, I would bring back Burks on one yeah. you. I have a feeling this it might end up being, like, a DeRozan and a Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie yeah. um, something like that. And maybe you bring back, like, a New Orleans Noel. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to make monster splat. I don't think no, Kawhi think is happening. Um, I don't think Chris Paul will happen. Yeah. But the DeRozan-Dinwiddie combo does make a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. I, I think um,
3: – Even though he's not a great shooter. DeRozan, d- like you said, can't shoot the three. Yeah. He's a mid-range guy. You need three-point shooters. Maybe that's when you bring Bullock back off the bench. and I think it depends
2: on the length of the deal, you know, with the, because I think they're still going to try to keep it lean and do one-and-ones, you know, like a one-year guaranteed, one-year partial guarantee because, as Begley said, and it makes sense, they want to be lean for 2022 when mm-hmm. the, the better free agent class comes out. So I'm not sure if they're going to commit as many years um, money that, you know uh, – the the amount is not the issue. It's the amount of years. I'm nope. not sure if they're going to commit that many years. And if they don't, then who's going to be a realistic option? Maybe Dinwiddie. I think hmm. you'd have a better chance of getting
3: yeah you know, next short of deal. 2022. Gordon, you know Kawhi potentially yeah. Curry. Beal uh, Beal. Beale. There's guy. definitely some. Interesting names, but it's always the wait and see. I feel like we're always like, All right, always that waiting summer, for next year. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like death, taxes, and waiting and seeing on the next and, draft yep, class yep. or the free agent class. It yeah. seems like it's a Knicks tradition as always, old as time. we so
2: always can. waiting on the cap space. Always <laughs> waiting on next year, man. We've been doing it for for ages, man. If you love listening to us here on Knicks Fan TV, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening plat- platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about our favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance to the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com Join. Check the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Um, okay, back to the phones we go. Let's go. Uh, this looks like a new caller. Mark from Rockland County. Mark, how you doing, man?
5: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
2: Good, man. What's, what's going on?
5: Really, really appreciate uh, everything you do for the Knicks community. Thank uh, you. It's, it's really awesome.
2: Thank you very much. Um, <laughs>
5: I just wanted to point out, um, as as far as the draft is concerned, first we have so many different options. I mean, we got like literally um, ninety, counting off the top of my head, at least eight to ten different players that we could take. I think we're really in the sweet spot of the draft. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I think we really got to just trust the front office to make the right decision because you know you could go, you know, point guard. You could go, you know, small forward. You could go, Man Murphy. Grimes, any, any combination of that, that could definitely help the team big right. time. So um, another point that I wanted to point out was uh, 60 seconds. what the Suns did. I don't think people remember that before this year and before the bubble last year, the Suns were straight garbage yep. for five years. They literally had the worst record in the league over a five-year span. There were 16 games worse than the Knicks. And they managed to turn it around, even with Booker and Anton on their team. They got a good coach that changed the team, and the bubble changed the team because it helped people see that they were a team that was on the rise, and that attracted free agents, namely obviously paul and um and Crowder. So I think the Knicks could probably do something similar in the sense that you know if and, we and we've got a smart front office. We've got a good coach. You know, we could manage to try to do something a little bit sooner than people think. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I think, um, number one, like you said, the Knicks have options, uh, especially in this draft. We have 19, 21, 32, and 58, and, and you have uh, the potential to, to move up. So we'll see what happens there. But I think in the Suns' case, I think you, number one where they benefited from was that you have a star on the rise in Devin Booker, and he was picked 13th in the draft, and that's where scouting and, and getting lucky you know, comes into play and getting those, those guys in, and so they had a star already budding. What they needed were um, the, the vets, the quality vets to put around that team that really took them to the next level, and I think that's what you got, especially in Chris Paul who's still an all-star, superstar player. And then Crowder, to me, was another quality vet, a 3-and-D guy, your enforcer, so to speak, in, in this in this wave of, of uh, NBA, if you want to call it that. But a guy that brings some toughness, some defense, some physicality, and that can kind of emanate around the team. And so I thought those guys both really elevated that team.
3: Those are all important pieces. You saw with the Heat when they added guys like Ray Allen and added those yeah. final – Mike Miller. Right, right. It's those bench players are what make championship teams yeah, championship yeah, yeah. teams, just like in baseball – It takes all 25 now 26 guys Mm -hmm. to get the job done with the Mets case. It's 60 guys this Mm -hmm. year because I've everyone hurt, but it takes those bench players, and you got to add those veterans. Crowder was huge. You you know these guys have that experience. The playoff experience Mm -hmm. is so pivotal for a championship team. You know the Knicks have a year under their belt, but you could see they had a lot of guys who had never been there before, or might have been afraid of the spotlight, Mm -hmm. weren't used to the garden rocking like it Mm -hmm. did then. And the Suns had those guys. Crowder's been there before. Those guys, Chris battle Paul's tested. been there before. Yeah. It's all about being battle-tested if you yeah. want to win a championship. And, uh, you know, Knicks will get there one day. One but, of these days.
2: Yeah. One of these days, Mark. I, I promise, man. One of these days. Uh, so, salute to everybody in the yeah. chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Mark, thanks for the call. That was Mark from Rockland County.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
9: That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including E.E. system.
2: Uh, a couple more calls. Let's go to uh, Solomon from New York. Solomon, how you doing, man? Yo-Yo. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. What's going on, bro?
8: I uh, love, love what you guys doing, big fan. Um, I'm Solomon out of Brooklyn, and I was listening to y'all talk about Spencer Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. and also it seemed like Knicks fans are all around are comfortable saying that the Knicks not going for the championship next year, they went into, like, 2024. So I wanted to ask one mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And are y'all comfortable with the Brooklyn Knicks running the city until y'all do that?
6: <laughs> do you what?
8: think it could be a Nets town from now on? Or, or y'all cool with letting us run the town until y'all oh, in
2: 2024? Oh, cool uh. this is a Nets fan infiltrating. This is a Nets fan infiltrating, Solomon, <laughs> man. Wow, he yes. came out of nowhere.
8: Yes. I, 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 you <laughs> know, so, hold on. just to let you know, I'm all valid. I got yep. a podcast. It's called Brooklyn Nets versus the New York Knicks. Okay. Um, with me and my guy t Time, It's on Reflex Radio. So, we do this every week. Right. Seven and nine, but he always mentions you in a highlight, and I follow you because he
2: mentions. You. Okay, right, um, right. so so you know, I'm 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 not just a troll, just coming to bomb. <laughs> like I, I actually respect what you guys he, do. He came with respect. All right, no doubt, no doubt, Salma. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to send you to the dial tone. I'll just put you on mute. I'll just put you on mute so you don't talk. Is it, will this be a next town if they win it? Nah, I don't think so, nah. man. And that's not just me hating. I just feel like. Certain things in life are, are just what it is. You know what I mean? Like McDonald's fries are always going to be the king. Like this right. is a Knicks town, regardless. And you you saw it over the course of the season. Look at the back pages. It was Knicks win, Knicks lose, Knicks win, Knicks. The Knicks were always the attention of the mark. When the, both teams were playing on, on nights, most of the time the Knicks were. were
3: and you the Nets the will get beach. the bandwagoners if they win a title. We'll but I was at those Nets playoff games, too, and there were a lot of just, like, regular jerseys. just yeah. Like Detroit Pistons jerseys. Right. Like, right. there were right. a lot of just people that are going because it was a $70 playoff yeah. ticket. Yeah, Or, you know, the 50% off that everyone was making fun of. So, yeah. good for the Nets if they win a championship, but I I, I still think it's very clearly a Knicks I, I think city. It's
2: a, I think it's a Knicks city. But, look, you know, the Knicks fans want, want what the Nets are, are looking to get. We want a title ourselves, and, and we're trying to build it there, I think. Uh, I'm an, I have faith in this front office. But in the NBA, to me, is the hardest sport to build a championship in. And, uh, like I I keep saying the L but a lot of luck plays into it, man, in terms of who you able to draft. Are you scouting well? Are you drafting well? Are you making that timely trade that, that puts your team over the top? There's a lot to have to break right for you. You know, there's a lot that broke right for, for the Bucks and the Suns to get to the finals, including a lot of injuries. You know, does, it, does the Suns team beat a healthy Lakers team? I don't think so. Do they beat a healthy Clipper team with Kawhi Leonard? I don't think so. So I, you know, do the Bucks get past the Nets if Kyrie Irving is there and James Harden is more than ten percent of himself,
3: or if Kevin Durant's foot, uh, or if his foot, you if know, he is, is one it, size if smaller, one
2: size smaller, so. <laughs> Like Pause. I say, man, certain things right. Certain things got to break right for you, man. And so. listen,
3: the Nets, you know, they they died for this. Essentially, they gave up their entire. field. If this doesn't yeah. work for the Nets, it'll be a colossal yeah. fail. It'll they be gave the up biggest every,
2: embarrassment in sports. That's they what gave I tell up every
3: wins. draft pick ever. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. they don't win it, it's pathetic. They so it good line. for them going for it. But the yeah. Knicks, just, the Knicks haven't given up every pick for the for the rest of time, and it takes doing that in league. You got to give up a lot of capital. To get there, and they did it. Yeah. So it, it's all in now. Yeah. They, they say the window's a couple of years. The Nets have to win next season. They got to win it.
2: They got to yeah. win it. I got to shout out Solomon, though. He, he came in very slick with it. He was very covert. And first off, he crossed up my guy Dave. Shout out, my, shout out, Dave, Knicks fan TV. Dave, he's the board man, executive producer of the show. Crossed him up. Didn't tell me was a Nets fan. Then came on, and you know he, he was trying to be nice to us. And he was like, "What do you think about the Nets running the town?" And then like, he, dropped, whoa, whoa. A then
3: he dropped a shameless plug for his podcast.
2: Shameless plug. You know, <laughs> then he dropped a shameless plug on us. He showed respect though, so that's why I, you know I didn't bang it on him early. I was getting ready to. I had my finger on the on the on the trigger. Yeah, but uh, shout out Salmon Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was respectful, man. Shout out to Solomon. The, the Nets fans are in there heavy, man. There is no Nets fan TV. So, they come in here, and they, they, like, they, they like to see what's going on. You know, they do some recon, they show some love, and then they like
3: to, you know, gloat when, when we when we lose. You it know? makes it fun. I'm not a Nets hater. Listen, yeah. I think it's good for New York if they win. Oh, yeah, me too. I still think it's a Knicks city. I'm not going to – Nets, Bucks. there's no way I'm rooting for the Bucks. Like, I'm yeah. rooting for the Nets. I know there's people I'm, who are I'm haters, for the but – I'm rooting for the Bucks. Yeah, I, yeah, I was rooting. rooting for the Nets, so I don't know. I love Jason Kidd, too. Mm. Uh, he's my all-time favorite player, so those teams I, I love, Kerry Kittles and – Getting to work with him this past year uh, was fun. So I, I, I root for them to do well. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a hater. I'm not a complete hater,
2: but I'm rooting for the Bucs.
3: <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, uh, listen, this say. is forever will be in the Nets could win three in a row and yeah. it's still a Knicks city. It'll still be I what think are we going to do now. They'll gain fans. They'll, they'll get more fans coming to the building. Yeah, But it's a lot of tourists and maybe hipsters yeah. and, and people coming in to visit Brooklyn or visit right. New York. They might go to a Nets game. But it's going to take a title or two for them to really 100%. get an even bigger fan base.
2: 100%. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. CP, Jake Brown, checking in here from Clyde's Wine and Dine for the uh, Knicks Legends Lunch with Dr. Dick Barnett, hosted by the Dr. Dick Barnett Foundation. Uh, we had we had a great show, great guest so far. Hopefully we get some more before we close out here. And uh, one more for the phones. Let's go to Jay from St. Louis. Jay, how you been, man? Long time, St. bro. St.
3: Louis.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, CP, how you doing, man? I'm back healthy, man. I'm back healthy, Good, man. Good, man.
2: Good to hey, hear,
1: bro. Look, I want to give you your, your roses, man. And let me say this, because it was literally maybe like a month ago where um, last year at that time, right. I started watching the show, man. And ever since then, you you took up man. You ain't take off, you took up, man. Ain't no selling. You just been going. You just been pushing and all my content comes from you, man. Appreciate I've it. been loving it. And you know, even though I can't always call in 'cause I work the nights now, you know, I trust me, you know I'm on YouTube right now on my lunch, doing my day, listening to you, man, Appreciate catching it, man. up, man. So uh, but let me get into it, man, real fast. Uh, I want to give my roses also to Steve Scout because it really started with him. That's when everything changed for us. And you know what I'm saying? That's when a lot of things became more, you know, understandable to see that if we build from the mud, things will happen. Um, I'm still on that page, CP. Nothing's changed for me. I, I, I want to get it out the mud. I like where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, I feel that us being in the position that we're in, you know, just to, hey, let's build up our, our, our bench. Let's build up these, you know, these role players. Let's let's get that going. Let's show that, you know, the free agents can come here mm-hmm. when, the, you know, the big free agents or times does come, you know. I'm still on that movement, man. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say I, I like Cooper, man. I've been watching him since he was in high school. The guys are flat out the dog. You know, you, you're going to get that mentality out of course, he's a little smaller. Um, but I think with the upside with that is, you know, he brings that mentality that he's not going to be pushed around. Uh, I like Murphy a lot as well. Again, that goes back to the whole Virginia upside thing. You know, those guys that come out of that, they're mentally prepared for the NBA. They're not, you give me, know. Give me, give me the name of the first know, guy. The
2: I, I heard Murphy. Who was the name of the first guy you like?
1: Sharif Cooper. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, guys, flat out dog. I got to watch two of his high school games um, before he committed to Arvin. Um, The the height does play a big factor, it really does. But I think when you got a dog like that and somebody that can be on your bench, he can definitely bring that for us. And again, you know, I think us continue to be patient. Uh, Let's continue to, you know, show that we can be a team where free agents can come to, you know. Uh, like my man Jay from Florida, you know. I, I pay attention, you know. Yeah, and it's not kinda. being a Debbie down, it's just the truth. You know, you yeah. can't build a team overnight unless you, you know, got the attractions, but for us, I, I like where we're going, and I want to keep it that way, man. Much respect, CP. I'm gonna keep watching as much that. as I can, man. Much love.
2: Appreciate the appreciate the love, JJ from St. Louis. Shout out to everybody in the loo, man. Never misses a show. Definitely appreciate the love, man. And uh, yeah, he brought in two, two names that um, you know I think are, are very much on the Knicks' radar, and that's Sharif Cooper, the point guard out of Auburn, and Trey Murphy III, the third, the, uh, the three-four out of uh, out of Virginia. Before out of Virginia.
3: And I want ribs. I mean, as St. Louis just came up. I want some barbecue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's the only facts. thing on my mind now. It's taking all. I'm starving. But I mentioned Cooper earlier. Yeah, I yeah. said I was worried that he's young, doesn't have a lot of experience on the college level, but mm. the guy lit it up when he did play. It so up. he's an option hey, for sure. He lit sure. it up,
2: man. And like, yeah, listen, the, the height is certainly a concern for me, especially with the fact that. He hasn't established his jump shot yet, but that's something that guys can work on. And if you can become a, an adequate or average shooter, uh you gotta be somebody that the defense respects though, because we've seen it too much on this team in particular where they're not even respecting anything that Alfred Payton is doing. You know what I mean? And so now you're playing four on now you're playing three on five because they're not respecting what Nerlens Noel is doing out there. And I thought that was a big factor in the Hawks series, man. I'm watching game one. Game one starts off. They have John Collins on Alfred Payton and he's damn near at the free throw line and Alfred Payton's at half court. He's waiting on him. He's mm-hmm. waiting on him to drive. Take away his drive. And then you had Capella who said, forget about Nerlands Noel. I'm Shad. I'm, I'm wherever Julius Randle's going, I'm going. I don't I don't even care what nerland's Noel is doing because he has no hands and he can't shoot. Bog down the
3: offense. That's the only thing I worry about with Mitch Robinson is he's dunks and that's it. He's got yeah. no hook shot. He's got no yeah. jump shot. He's got no free throw. He's yeah. really a liability at the free throw line. That's something he's got to improve on. Mm-hmm. I, I said we saw the video of him making draining threes and whatever gym he was yeah. in. Well, I mean not that I want to see that in the NBA court but where is that game when we yeah. watch him the Knicks can't keep having these guys who are a liability on an offense yeah. you need shooters out need there shooters, and they didn't have a lot need of that and you saw that in the playoffs they yeah. shot terribly yeah they
2: shot terribly man i think in the in the case of Mitch having a point guard that can be a very that can be a true threat at the rim and that can excel in the pick and roll Mitch will be, will, he'll be bananas because then you can get him in the lobs. You got to respect his lobs and, or you got to respect that point guard, you know, getting to the hole and, and, and finishing at the rim. That's one, another area where the Knicks didn't uh, didn't excel it was finishing at the rim. RJ, Julius, Peyton, Noel did
3: at times. Well, Noel and Robinson to me are similar type of players. You need right. two different guys. If you're going to yeah. have a Robinson, you need a center that could make a 12 footer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need that you need balance. both worlds. Man. Yeah. You,
2: you need that balance, man. So, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see, man. But I think I think the bottom line or the overall theme of this Knicks off-season is options. They have a ton of options, whether it's in the draft, free agency, trade. Now it may not. You, you don't look for the, the blockbuster because I don't see it this year. But they have options that I think will come in, fit rotational slots on this team, and and make this team better. Now will they will they make the four seed again? Pressure will be on. I don't know. I don't know. But. Well, Certainly, next year uh, is going be be to
3: be, what, 82 again? Are they, They're going back to 82. 82. So that's going to make a difference, 82. too, because, listen, yeah. that's 16 games makes a big difference. Yeah. So yeah. Did, I think that might have helped the Knicks in some ways. Uh, it could maybe hurt them next year yeah. when you got more games to play. Right. Maybe they, right. they don't get that four seed if they were maybe playing 82. Not.
2: Maybe not, man. I also thought uh, the, the grind to keep that four seed, you know, not to make excuses, but even with, like, seeing with, like, Rose, man, I remember that Laker game when – You know, they lost that tough, tough game in L.A. in overtime. And they were on a six-game West Coast trip, and it was the last game of the trip. They ended up, I think, splitting the trip, which which is what you wanted. But I thought that trip – the timing of it, and then them racing for the 4C, I think it took a lot out of them, too.
3: That was a gut check. You know, that, yeah. that loss, you thought that things might unravel there, and they yeah. didn't. Yeah. So that kind of trip, you're thinking, when you saw that in the schedule, you are like, like, "Damn, goodbye yeah. home court. Yeah. The fact they still got home court was a miracle. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Atlanta decided to uh, turn on the Jets.
2: <sighs> Man. And here we were, thinking, like, yeah, we want the Hawks. We want the Hawks. Like.
3: We were going crazy. we were like, yes, we got the, the Hawks. Hawks. <laughs> we avoided everyone else, and then uh, can I take that back? Is uh, got completely no washed, backs?
2: man. Absolutely <laughs> washed, man. So yeah, that's um that that's a story, man. Angel, I don't I don't know if uh if you, if if Steve's within like a uh, eye's reach. Just yeah, see let's if, get if Clyde he over here. Over let's here. get yeah.
3: Clyde. Let's get Starks. Yeah. I keep looking at the Clyde, the statue thing with the suit. I want to yeah, see feel what feel suit like he's gotta, rocking. We got
2: to get Clyde in here. I feel but, like the people are waiting on Clyde. We got to at
3: least discuss his blazer yeah. selection. I like, I love getting a stylish blazer because yeah. of Clyde. Like mean, I pride myself. I got a gold one. The start of the pandemic. The mm-hmm. I mean, last night before the pandemic, I was at a party. And uh hate to name drop here, but French Montana was in the corner. Okay. All right. And then yeah, all right, I show flips. up late. I miss Elvis Durant and uh, Dr. Oz were there. All right. All I right. I didn't know until Where I left was the party. Indians? No, it was in the city, Midtown. I think okay. Lounge 48. Yeah, right. It was like March 12th. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you judge me. Sunday, I saw Celine Dion in concert. Flex, Thursday, I'm at a party flexing, with French man. Montana. Those are hot tickets, man. And <laughs> I remember that night, I ordered two gold blazers on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was clearly just hammered, and I was like, let me yeah, let Amazon me try power. and look like Clyde. That,
2: that's how Bezos got to the moon. you just I, clicking, clicking. Let me get this. Like, let me get this.
3: Senior prom gold blazer. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't look anything like Clyde, but I like to think it was something Buy like
2: Buy now. It. Ship today.
3: Yeah, got it tomorrow. and never wore it uh, again, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if they're available, we'll, we'll take them.
3: Yeah, yeah, the post game. Some uh, po- they have lunch in them now, so they yeah, might yeah. be in a good mood. They might be a good We mood, don't. Man. If they could bring a plate Bats, over here, I'd take a couple,
2: chicken, couple chicken figures. a turkey a couple, sandwich.
3: Man. You know, yeah. maybe the Chick Fil A would be nice yeah, right now. Just
2: a couple, man. So so we're here, and we'll have some guys coming in now. So. Uh, just hang tight. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Uh, shout out King Katona14. He says, Jake, name dropping more than the game.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to do it. It related to the gold suit. If it didn't relate, I wouldn't have done it. Of course. I, that was one of my first big interviews with French Montana when I was 23. End of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got rid of it. It's a funny picture because me with the receding hairline. <laughs> Uh, Most people have never seen that. But I remember being so nervous, and just he was just so calm. And it was when he was having the beef with the vodka. It was 50 Cent Effort Vodka versus Ciroc Boys. Yeah, right, right. And I got him to say Ciroc Boys, and I was was happy about that. No doubt. Shout out French Montana. Shout
2: out to French, uh, June, and Carole, Appreciate the call as usual. Daniel Marrero, how you feeling, man? We got Owen Ace. is great discussion. Wishing you guys continued prosperity along with our Knicks. Owen, I appreciate that. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We will uh, shout you guys out. As I gotta well. say,
3: CP, thanks for having me here with yeah, you guys. It, man. I, I appreciate it was your a great grind. great show. Appreciate um, the great we're show. having a lot of fun. We still got hopefully some guests coming. Hopefully, man. Uh, we got Spike was awesome. You know, Gordon yeah, R- talking about Wilt was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Hoskey was cool. So hopefully yeah. we get a few more. But. You know, I, I see your growth with Knicks Fan TV appreciate has been it. fun, and the post games you do, and interacting with the fans, and even getting callers on a freaking Tuesday in July. Lunchtime. To we have got guys callers. Away. You got callers. We got cubicle callers here. Ski- yeah, we in the got middle guys of July, away, it's man. 90 it's degrees, fantastic. CP. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Knicks fans are true true and through. You're true and through, true, and true, I'm uh, glad to be a part of I it, Appreciate
2: it, today. it, man. Appreciate it. I thought it was a great show. Uh, great turnout, like I said, the Spike interview was was uh, legendary, man. That was on the top of my bucket list, so that was uh, an amazing opportunity. So definitely want to thank the, the Barnett Foundation for inviting us and uh, and trusting us to to put put on this show. And uh, yeah, man, just a,
3: a tremendous experience for sure. Tremendous we're looking back man. at those legendaries Knicks teams and looking yeah. back and excited. You know, we're talking about this because we're excited about the direction of the mm-hmm. team and hoping to get to that point where. Yeah. You know, that was the last Knicks title, 73. We're celebrating 50 years, obviously a year delayed because COVID. So it's really 51, but COVID didn't count, so we'll call it 50. Uh, And just a time in New York that was unparalleled with the Mets, the Jets, and the Knicks. Now you're seeing the Mets are good, the Islands are good, Knicks are getting there. So it's an exciting time in Knicks land, and it's fun to look back on these teams. I called my dad on the way here, CP, (laughs) and... Just wanted to get his feel. He said that was when, you know, he was a true fan. He was born in yeah. 59. He was 10 years old. He's from Queens. Yeah. And he talked about those teams and how fun it was to watch Earl the Pearl mm-hmm. when he got there, how cool it was to watch Clyde. He knows some of these guys that we weren't alive to see, like mm-hmm. Hoskett, like uh, Mike Reardon. So mm-hmm. um, to hear my father's stories and pass them down to me yeah. about those memorable Knicks teams is special because we didn't get to see that style of play. We didn't get to see when there was no three pointers. Right, now right. that was when it was the old fashion plus yeah, one back yeah. then there was no three-point line True. it was an entirely different game the style was entirely different yeah. off the court True. Uh, True. the True. life was entirely there was no social media these guys were playing for each other and it's cool yeah. to hear from the teammates and they say it. and they say they it say right it.
2: yeah yeah and, and play and, for each and, other and that goes back to when solomon was saying will this ever be a Nets town i don't think so because the knicks love and the knicks lore is generations deep you know what I'm saying? So your father was in him. It gets passed down to you. It gets passed down. And now the younger generation, you know, the, the, the Gen Zs or, or Zillennials, as they call them, they're kind of like team agnostic where they kind of follow players more so than overall teams. But I just feel like, you know, the Knicks itself is, is number one, it's very much tied into the city. It's ingrained into the, to the fabric, the culture of the city, and, and it's generations deep.
3: Yeah, I mean, it really is. And, you know, remember the Garden was rocking back then too. It didn't just rock yeah. now. Um, the, the decades of Knicks years and the misery that we've gone through have got us to this yeah. point, but it all started back then.
2: Okay. All right, so we're going to in, bring in another guest. Yeah, come through, bro.
3: If you're a Knicks fan, you know this yeah, guy. Yeah, if you're a Knicks, you Knicks fan, you know him.
2: My guy Anthony MSG is in the building Stopping by was in the neighborhood, and what's good, bro? What's going on, CP? What's up, Jake? How are you? Good to be here. Yeah, man. How's everything, bro?
10: Everything is okay. I was just in the city doing some work and uh pop by Clydes, got to see you guys. You know, saw John Starks and Clyde and Pearl, you know, catching up with them. So it's it's good to be here and just feeling like life is on the way back and that's what's you know mainly important right now. now, That's important. We've been through a lot the the last fifteen months as a city, as a country. So just to like be in an event, mingling Couple hugs here and there. I mean, that's a wonderful feeling. It's
2: nice, man. Now you will be back here Thursday for the draft. So tell everybody about what are you doing here.
10: I will. I'll be here Thursday night for the draft. Clyde Frazier and myself are hosting a party, and obviously, you know, come by, have some fun. I'll have some food for everybody. You know, everybody that comes, I will have a couple appetizers out for everybody. Um, you know, some giveaways. The yeah. first twenty fans to come will get a Madison Square Garden Subway Tiles T-shirt. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. look up the brand Subway Tiles, they got some awesome shirts and stuff. So, first twenty fans will get a shirt. Hang out, meet myself, meet Clyde. You probably want to meet Clyde over myself, but, you know, <laughs> got to throw it out there. Meet myself and Clyde. Like I said, I'm sure most would rather meet Clyde, but I'm available yeah. as well. What blazer
3: will you be rocking? Yeah, are you I, rocking a
10: blazer? You know you know, I got that orange and blue the blazer I've blue only worn twice since I got it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, de- I got the draft hat from the Knicks, so I'm yeah. definitely rocking the draft hat. I'll probably go more casual. Okay. Like my brand is, you know, not dope t-shirt with somebody cool on it yeah. and like some Mitchell and Ness shorts. Like all that's right, my, all you right. know, like I'm not a I'll save the blazer probably for opening night again, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm probably going to go more cat casual with swag. Like my ca- like my casual is swag. Yeah, out. you, should, you, you yeah, know still you
2: still a, still some style to it. Exactly, you know what I mean? Still exactly. some style to it. Exactly. Even like to today,
10: it. you know nasty Nas t-shirt, you course, know what I'm saying? Of
2: course, salute, salute to Nas. Exactly. Um, we, we got the draft coming up in two days. Is there a player, a position, a trade? You know, what, what would you like to see? What would you like the outcome to be? By the time draft night is over. I think
10: with multiple draft picks and the Knicks, you know, especially after being a four seed last year, they're going to want to become better. Obviously, every team wants to become better. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if the trade, if one of the picks or both of the picks were traded maybe for a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you hope for a good player, of course. Yeah. Um, maybe they move up. There's so, there's so many maybes. And the thing, as I always say on draft night and free mm-hmm. agency, the things that happen will be the things that are unexpected. Yeah. You'll be chilling out the blue and all of a sudden Woj will tweet something that wasn't even a rumor. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait. Mm-hmm. The Knicks traded for Bradley Beal. Oh my, I didn't think that was happening. Yeah. So I, I suspect something, you know, things like that. But, you know, obviously you got to upgrade the point guard position. i love to bring back Derrick Rose, and I think they will bring back Derrick yeah, Rose, but he I can't so. start. He no, can't no, play no, 35 no, minutes a game. I love Derrick coming off the bench, playing the one and the two. You know, he can play off the ball a little bit. He can get buckets. He can yeah. run some offense. But we need a full-time point guard. Now, full-time. I don't know if you get that full-time point guard in the draft. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to be via free agency. Yeah. But you definitely got to upgrade at the point guard position. I feel I love Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. I like him coming off the bench. I don't want him starting. We got to no, get more no, no, scoring no. at that we position gotta, yeah, because yeah. if you look at the playoffs, Reggie only played one good half, and that was the second half of game two, right. the game the Knicks won. We got no production from that spot. Yeah. That can't happen.
2: Yeah. Uh, do, do you like Lowry as a potential option?
10: I do. Yeah, I'm not against it. You know, I want to give him one year. I don't know about that. But mm-hmm. – I'd probably, I'd probably rather give him two. He's definitely got a few years left in the tank. That makes us a lot better. Mm-hmm. And you look at us last year, you know, imagine having Kyle Lowry instead of Alfred Payton. I don't mean to dog mm-hmm. on Alfred too much, but he was horrible. Yeah. I've never seen a worst basketball player in my life. Are
3: you pro-Dame trade?
10: I mean, listen, it's Damian Lillard, so if there's a chance to get him, you probably got to do it, even mm-hmm. if that means trading everybody and, you know, some of the water boys. But
3: the You same- trade Barrett for him. Right now. I mean, you
10: probably have to. You would. I don't would want do to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I never want to trade guys like that. But to get Damian Lillard, you would probably have to. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Dame's going to end up staying for now. Eventually, he'll probably
3: go be gone. Begley brought up DeRozan with a, maybe Dinwiddie. Yeah. Do I like you like DeRozan? I, do you I like DeMar.
10: And it's, it's, I like Dinwiddie. He's obviously coming off an of injury. But injuries are different now than they were 20 years ago. Guys recover totally fine. Mm-hmm. Dinwiddie can play. He can ball. Um, DeRozan, the mid-range jumper is feel like it's making it a comeback mm-hmm. I think De, I think DeRozan is a Tibbs guy mm-hmm. you know yeah. he plays hard but he does seem to shrink in the playoffs though That's right. we don't need guys shrinking yeah. in the playoffs
2: no we've seen enough
10: we've seen enough of that yeah. you know what I'm saying we've seen with uh, our with our star this year who we all love yeah but he didn't have the greatest playoff performance it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see what happens with him this summer <laughs> after that playoff performance
2: Absolutely, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP, Jake Brown, Anthony, MSG in the building. Want to shout out um, somebody in the super chat. Shout out my guy, Abdul uh, Qadir Talib. Checking checking in from San Diego. Sends a $50 super chat. He says, uh, CP, my guy, shout out from San Diego. Thank you for everything that you do. Abdul, appreciate it. Always appreciate your calls as well. And I also want to shout out uh, everybody on Team Hashtag, new Vincent Foster. Welcome to the show. So thanks for everyone for tuning in. And uh, yeah, man, we yo, we had a great day, man. We, oh, had, it, we had a great day. It looked man,
10: like a lot yeah. of fun. I was glad I was able to come by for a little bit. Yeah, I'm up to some big things in the city right now that mm-hmm. you guys are gonna see in the next month. Let's do it. That um, I can't talk about publicly. Okay. But uh, some big things are coming next month in uh, the world in the wacky world of uh, Anthony MSG. Good stuff.
2: We had a good time with LJ on we Friday. We did. We did. We had, had a great time. time we had with a great time. LJ on Friday. Great venue, by the way. Great venue. Way. Awesome
10: great venue. venue. Awesome venue. Yeah.
2: Venue. yeah. Uh, and that was with uh, the guys at My Pet Ram, the art yep. studio.
10: Yep. Somebody so, bought the painting.
2: Somebody bought CP, the painting. CP, you and I painting. were about
10: to buy it, too. Somebody,
2: how much was that? $4,000. Like $4,000. 4, 4, 4, yeah. But it was an, it's nice, though. It, it, it's it was awesome. a nice painting. Somebody
10: yeah. came Very up nice with four painting. grand on the spot, bought yeah. the painting. Bought Casual. The I, I Casual. wish I had that life. Casual. You know, yeah. Yeah. Dropped four Only $4,000? Grand. Grand? Bet. Done yeah. deal. Boy, yeah, it. it. was a
2: done, done deal, you know? man. So, it's yeah, nice, though. Was I, I yeah.
10: love that in the crib, but I don't got 4000 laying around.
2: It, it, it was a good venue, man. But, um, yeah, man, definitely, definitely appreciate you you for you having me. Appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll talk, man. Hopefully after the draft we'll, we'll have something to celebrate. Good. Appreciate right, guys, you for coming on, man. Thank hey, you very the much. MSG, always and looking fresh. and Always fresh. Always fresh, man. Thanks again, bro. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Steve, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, well, just recording something later, not okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Dr. Barnett,
3: ten minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah, well, let me
2: get Barnett. Okay.
3: All right, so we'll get Dr. Barnett and Clyde. Yeah.
2: Who's live right now? Yeah, we're live. Okay. Yeah, we're live. We're and
3: live, and live and direct on bro. YouTube.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so okay, so they're telling us we'll, we'll get Clyde and, and uh, Dr. Dick Barnett before we wrap up. So those of you that want to hang around um, and, and watch some legends, done good done. seeing you, bro. Good seeing you. Those of you that want to hang around and, and see these guys, uh, make sure, um, stick around, man. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Uh, Knicks Fan TV, Dave, definitely appreciate it. want to shout out my guy, Angel, Knicks Fan TV, Angel, always holding us down, man, producing this show. We had a great setup, man. The setup, everything came out very, very well, man, for a live production. man. Yeah, it really did. TV quality.
3: Uh, yeah, and, you know, it, it was hot, so I was worried about dressing up on yeah. that. I had yeah, to yeah. Uber here because if I had mass transit, yeah. I'd be sweating bullets right now. But the yeah, AC yeah. is properly AC's functioning proper. here. Yeah, we yeah. have our glass of water. No food, mm-hmm. but we have mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. so we are. We are alive and well. We're talking Knicks basketball, and you know, and he's we call him the king of MSG. I'm the yeah. king of City Field. I run City Field. He takes MSG. That's right. So we take our prospective uh, stadiums and arenas. And uh, I can't wait to be back at the Garden uh, in the fall for just a yeah. full season back full at season. the Garden. It was yeah. weird. I was the, I went at the start of the win streak against the Grizzlies. That uh, okay. double overtime. That crazy yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. that, that started one. the win streak. And, you know, it felt pretty cool with just a couple thousand people there. But to have this place rocking again for hopefully a playoff team yeah. down the road is going to be something special. Cause it's going to be nice. Because if you feel it with 2,000, you're going to feel it with 16,000.
2: Right, right. And I was there when uh, when they started with the 2,000 back back in February. That was a good atmosphere still, man. Even even though it wasn't that many people, you could still feel the energy in MSG. And then when I went from that to game one of the –
3: Whew, talk about 0-100 to 100 real quick. We got Big Drake in the chat. He knows something about that. I mean, Unbelievable. That, that came all the way up. Unbelievable, uh, man. That was something special yeah. that you tell your grandchildren yeah. about. You know, my dad passing on the memories of the 69-70 team to me, I will pass on eventually, yeah. hopefully, I have kids and hopefully, grandchildren. Hopefully. Uh, you know, my mom's waiting for hopefully, that. Um, but eventually you pass down what we saw in those games to yeah. your kids. And despite the losses – just the, the atmosphere and the craziness, and you saw the pandemonium outside the guard. I game mean, it felt like two? they won the title after game two.
2: Game two was, I'd, I'd never seen it before.
3: I didn't go to the front. You saw the video. I went yeah. to like Tear the Knock, the bar next door, for a little okay. after party action yeah. with my people who work in the arena, the yeah. Knicks Seventh uh, Avenue squad, mm-hmm. all those people. But, you saw the videos, and it felt I like was, you won I a title. I was in the
2: middle of Angel. Angel was right there. You were there. there. Imagine they right won a there, title.
3: Man. I mean, that's that on crack. Yeah. I mean, that's a new
0: level. Yeah,
2: me and Angel in the fray. it was The euphoria was crazy. Like I said, like you said, if we won a title, forget about it, man. Oh because goodness. after game two, I mean, you had kids out there, Nixon 5, Nixon 5, and I'm looking around like, no, probably not, but let's celebrate tonight. Yeah, let's celebrate let's tonight, it, you know.
3: This is years of the I – mean, eight years since yeah. they made the playoffs mm-hmm. and made the second round. 20 years yeah. since they had made the finals in those great 90s Knicks yep. team. Yep. So, this is two decades. Throw that year out the window. Yeah. You know, two decades in the – and throw the year of Stephon Marbury, first-round exit, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Nets, uh, that whole thing, the, yeah, and that Net sweep. Nets, we got work, 20, years. 20 so years. So, that was man. 20 years and a year of COVID and stuck inside yeah, of yeah. built-up uh, aggression, pent-up energy, right. and they the, let it that's all the out. thing.
2: Everything just came out. They, You had people, they stopped semi-trucks in the middle of 7th Avenue. I mean, it, it was just great, man. It, we'll it put was,
3: Milwaukee to shame when, yeah. when oh, we win yeah. the title. Forget
2: about it. Forget about it, man. It, it will literally be a 24-hour party if the Knicks ever win it. In, in our lifetime, man. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the Canyon of Heroes, hella high water, man. Whether I'm um, 50, 60, 70, whatever, man. I'll come back from the upper room. I'll come back just for that that uh, that parade because it'll it'll be epic, man.
3: It's got to be in the next three to five. I need it. It's like <laughs> now that the Mets are good for me and, yeah. like, the Jets aren't. But now that the Mets are relevant and if I think I'm getting a Mets one in the next couple of years, um, I think there's a chance the Mets win the World Series this year. Mets are strong. I want an orange and blue Duo, maybe trio of the Islanders man, one, but I need, strong, man. I need a Mets in a next title yeah, soon. Yeah,
2: Mets are strong. The Grom looking good, you know, the Grom looking good. I would love to see them going down to the Canyon Heroes, man. I think that was one of the things I was spoiled as a middle school, high school kid with the Yankees, man, oh. going to my first parades and uh, the pandemonium, especially 96, because 96 was kind of unexpected for the Yankees. 99, 9, 98, 99, they were so dominant. 2000, you had uh, a Subway series, and then it was a little bit of a drought. And then I went back in uh, what was it, twenty ten when when they won with CC and Arod in two thousand nine, two thousand
3: nine, two
2: thousand nine. That was a good parade as well. So I went to about three or four Yankee parades, and I, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I
3: worked with Jeff Nelson on our Yankees podcast, okay. Pinstripe Pod, and you know to hear the stories of those teams and to talk to guys like Wells and the old teammates that yeah. he has. You know he, he they're laughing at this Yankee team. Mm-hmm. They're like, what is this? Is not the Yankee way? Cause yeah. He won four in five years. I mean, that was a true dynasty. Dynasty. And when I was a Mets fan, it was 2000, that World Series year, and he loved beating the Mets, and that's when this city was absolutely on fire because the Knicks had just made the finals, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, the Rangers were were solid then. Mm -hmm. The Giants made the Super Bowl. My first full year as a a fan, the Mets made the World Series. The Giants made the Super Bowl. The Knicks had just made the finals when I was first year. And I'm like, wow, life is good. The Jets were good. Like, everything was good. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Jets and Parcells and
3: everything. And they were starving for that. And that's why the Knicks just gave us, like a little taste of what it's like to be relevant again. And don't go back to your old ways. Let's not hope it was like the COVID shortened year and maybe the funky year that did it. Let's keep on this grind and keep trying to make the playoffs every single year because they made it every year in the 90s. They didn't Mm -hmm. miss it one year. And first round exits was a laughing stock. It was teams built for championships. We want to get back to the level where they're making the playoffs every year. That's the bare minimum. Bare minimum.
2: Bare minimum minimum, top eight. Yeah, they they got to finish top eight. Uh, top four, you know, hopefully top four. We'll, we'll see how it goes, man. I'll top two
3: and the not two, in the yeah. words of Drake. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on free boys. CP Jake Brown here. We are waiting on uh, either Dr. Barnett or Clyde um let's have some fun with the chat man throw your cities in the chat let us know where you guys are checking in from and we'll definitely shout you guys out i see my guy jj from in here hanging with us eric l what's good eric booker what's going on kevin kevin Ginyard. how you feeling kevin we got sco six trey in the chat danny marrero in here for sure Big Drake's been here all day. Big Drake's been here Big all Drake, day. Big Drake.
3: Yeah. He, he's eating good right yeah, now. I know yeah. Big Drake's eating good. Tell us yeah. what you're eating right now tracks. <laughs> in the tracks. tracks.
2: We got Malcolm Johnson checking in, Harlem USA. What's going on, Malcolm? He's uptown. All right. Yeah, man, Junior's checking in from Jersey.
3: It's good for me to take a break from all of my Mets talk I do on the podcast, the talk Knicks, yeah. because it just brings back the good memories and – to see some of the guys roll through casually in the door here, like Clyde mm-hmm. and Barnett and Starks and Houston, you just remember why you're a Nick fan. you remember why you're he- why we're here today, why we yeah. even came because yeah. of teams like this. That, you know, sure. started the franchise off with a bang. And, you know, yeah. they had, I think, the 40s, 50s, they made three finals mm-hmm, in a row. But mm-hmm. this was the first team that won, and this is why 50 years later you celebrate. That's why with the 86 yeah. Mets, they still celebrate because yeah. those are the kind of teams. That's why the Yankee Dynasties is that's still why that's special. and why you hate this team now. And even the people who aren't alive, even the youth who weren't alive, even us who weren't alive for those Knicks titles, yeah. we know the history of the team and how important to me. I met a lot of the 69 Mets, their first World mm. Series, because I was fascinated by the first team that won and the miracle Mets. Mm-hmm. And you're fascinated by this Knicks team with, with Clyde Frazier and with Dave DeBuscher, yep. rest in peace, and Bill Bradley. Willis. And, and Willis. Willis, Willis some, some of those yeah. classic names, CP, that mm-hmm. you know made you a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. always look back to our the elderly and, mm-hmm. and to the guys that got us to where we are and why we're fans today. True
2: story. True story. All right, so we have here coming in, The doctor, the doctor, doctor. Dick Barnett, on his way. The man of honor joining us right now. Yeah, let's make sure he's okay. Doctor, good to see you. Yeah. Just watch these these cords right here. Okay. Where do you want me to sit? Oh, right here. Yeah.
3: The reason why we're here right here. Yep.
2: The, the man of the hour, Dr. Barnett, Dr. Dick Barnett, okay. the legend. How are you doing today, sir?
7: Everything is good.
2: Great great to have you here. It's an honor for us to be here with you as well. How does it feel to be uh, back here and reunited with, with some of your old teammates?
7: Very, uh, very grateful and greatly uh, appreciated guys returning. Uh, renewing old friendships and uh, uh, looking for the future.
2: We we know this event was was in honor of the, the Dr. Dick Barnett Foundation. Can you can you tell some of that? We are live right now, on Knicks Fan TV. Can you tell the fans a bit about the foundation?
7: Scholarships, internships, mentoring young people, and, <coughs> and making them understand that education and dreams and uh, and. Uh, the limitations of uh, human possibilities are active for for every, every young person to live their dreams.
2: What, when when you and I had spoke on the uh, the previous interview, you spoke about the dream paradigm. The Can dream you speak paradigm, on Dream
7: paradigm, consciousness, commitment, conviction, courage, and control. Putting those attributes together to inspire and, and generate the continual. Uh, exploitation of, of, of trying to make your own future. Exactly.
3: And doctor's looking fresh with the the initials on the shirt there, the gold cufflink. Well, you got you well, gonna live up to Clyde's uh, well, style here. afraid
7: you're talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> did he teach you something, or do you teach him something about the uh, yeah, Blazers and I was, I was a little older. I was doing it before he, he got there. That's All right,
3: right. So you were the OG. He's the triple OG. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Now, how special was that team? We're we're talking about the '69-'70 team and the first Knicks championship and how. Generations and generations of Knicks fans look back so fondly on such an iconic team that took down an almighty Laker team.
7: Well, it, it was a combination of uh, of, of youth and, and with Red Hoseman coaching. Uh, he had scouted all of us at the college level and uh, he, he knew that we could uh, put something special together. And I, I think uh, Bill Bradley's. Uh, uh explanation even that after 40 years there's even though we haven't seen each other in fact a number of these guys had not seen probably in uh, 20 or uh, 25 years but it was like oh. uh it was uh five five minutes ago that type of relationship yes
2: you, you know we, we did interview bill hoskett and, and mike reardon and, and and even over the course of interviews that you watch we don't get too much perspective on Red Holtzman, and and we know he was a guy who held you in in high esteem. What was your relationship like with the legendary well, very, coach?
7: Very good. One one of the things about race, uh, uh, Red, at, at that particular time, I think, uh, Clyde explained that uh, there was no uh, implications of of race. All he was he was looking for guys that wanted to play had very special talents, and and could. Uh, Fit into a team situation, and we respected that. And he, he, he encouraged hard work. He was a, uh, a follow-up to my my college coach, John McLennan, who uh, coached at the elbow of Nate Smith uh, when 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 he was. Uh, uh, in, in Kansas, so so all of that kind of runs together. Exactly.
3: I spoke, Doctor Barnett, about you and coming back from what was it? An Achilles injury.
7: Achilles tendon.
3: Achilles tendon. You came back that year, and that was the year you, that was the seven, nineteen seventy, right? You yeah,
7: were... you you, you got to re- remember, we, we're not talking about modern uh, modern medicine during mm. that time. That was nineteen sixty-seven. Usually, that was a a career-ending injury. There was a doctor, Dr. Yannick I'll never forget him. And in fact, uh, they operate that, that Achilles tendon happened on Saturday. We were playing at the garden on Tuesday. He did operation and uh, Wednesday morning, I had a cast and boot on and he came into the dressing room, into my uh, uh, the room where I was standing and said, okay, let's get up and try to start walking. And we, we began that process, and I and ironically, I never had a problem after that with that with that injury, never a reoccurrence or anything. I never had a problem with that uh, uh, with, with that Achilles tendon, and that was before modern medicine happened.
2: Yeah, very, very interesting. In those times to see how you were able to rebound well, and, and no, no question and, about it. And ultimately, the road to pursuing pursuing your doctorate.
7: The doctorate, you know, I, I made a, declara- a declaration in the dressing room. Uh, I, I indicated that if I whether I play can play professional basketball or not, this this, this was a wake up call. I better get prepared for the future because I had been spent. Obviously, I was a good basketball player, but I came out of Tennessee State without a degree and and without purpose for my existence beyond playing basketball, and and, and that gave me a clear vision of where I wanted to go with my life, and and we it, it, the implication with this uh, Dr. Barnett uh, Richard Barnett Foundation i found my niche and in, in, uh interacting with young faces the face that I, I i used to look at in the mirror trying to find out where i wanted to go and how do i uh complement and, and supplement my my dreams for the future
3: Dan, you guys are doing a great job yeah. with the foundation and a couple of your, a lot of your teammates are here can you take the viewers and the listeners through what it was like playing with Earl the Pearl and Clyde <laughs> Frazier.
7: Well yeah, the, 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 the thing about it the, uh, uh, obviously we, we, we're talking about 50 years ago now and obviously the, the game has changed with the three point shot that you can't touch anybody outside <laughs> uh, and uh, you know the, the, the game has undergone a radical change but the playing with Clyde and, and Earl and uh, Dean meminger he's no longer with us, and, so, um, and with Mike Ridden and that is just a special group of, uh, of, of, of players that could work together. And I, I, I think uh, Bradley reiterated uh, the type of players that we were, that you maintain these relationships beyond basketball and beyond the years you're still still friends over the years and guys have developed families and and and, and young and, and young people themselves so you know things have changed but the respect remains.
3: Willis Reed comes out in game seven <laughs> what what what's going through your mind at that moment when no, he comes well, out? I, of I,
7: I wasn't uh, I wasn't moved that much about Willis coming out. I, I I, I knew as long as, uh, if he could move on uh, one leg or whatever it was, he was gonna be out there. So I wasn't surprised at that. Uh, the, the reaction, uh, and Clyde was talking about it, the reaction of, uh, and the hunger of, of the six man, the New York team, and uh, uh, the appreciation that New York fans, I mean, even though they didn't have a championship team this year, but the revival of a, of a competitive team with the team that they're developing now, you, you, you can see the, the hunger and, and the warmth of the New York uh, uh, basketball uh, uh, crowd. They're looking for another champion. Yeah, here
2: yeah. we are. Starving. <laughs> yeah, we're starving, Dr. Barnett. Now, uh, you've been able to accomplish so much, you know, on the court, a lot off the court, uh, multiple-time NBA champion, a legend at, at Tennessee State, um, but not in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Was that something that, well, that bothers I'm, you? I'm
7: in the Naismith Hall of Fame as a contributor, as a player with the the team. Right, right. Retention what, what, what we're trying to do is acknowledge my my individual uh, Hall of Fame ship, mm. uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll get there. I li- I would I'd like to be around to uh, check that out. You know, that falls within the purview of what I call what now, my brother. After the cheering has ended and the applause and accolades began descending. What now, my brother, when the media and fans turn to others for their dose of the entertainment pill, when no one notices you and life begins to turn real? What happened to the hanger-on did they leave you for another, or did they dish you in scorn? What now, my brother? What happened to the cheers and the seats packed through the years? People calling your name, riding the whirlwind of the f- and fame. The waiting time has run its course. The airports are empty, and only the ghosts rejoice, as the shadow of fleeting fame disappears, and the cold reality of the real world finally awakes and sears the brother who believed the high octane ride would never end, as the wilting shock of reality will regrettably begin bringing loneliness and tears and gathering jeal from the peanut gallery and the loss of super salaries. What now, my
3: brother? Dr. Barnett, dropping the flame, drop the mic. We got big Drake in the chat, we got Drake sitting next to me excellent, right now. Excellent, excellent, uh, that, excellent. That's excellent. a Grammy award winning hit right yeah. there. Absolutely,
7: <laughs> you know, excellent. I've, I've been uh, putting, uh, you know, I, I, as, as Bill said, I put a whole bunch of uh, poems together. I've been working on a special poem called, We the People, mm. okay. Um. Who's Edgar Allan Poe? Never heard of him. I think Doctor uh, <laughs> exactly. Dr. Dr. Poe Barnett got bars,
2: <laughs> man. He's got bars, man. Oh man, uh, absolutely. Well, well Doctor Barnett, as I said, it was an honor to be here today to cover this event for you, and, and um, you know, just an honor to, to be speaking with you in person. We got a chance to do it over Zoom, but you know, to actually speak to you in person, it, it was absolutely an honor.
3: And same here. Uh, and you know, Doctor If you want to donate, uh, you guys are doing a great, great cause here. Great event today. Uh, good to see you in person, and, and good to hear you drop yeah, some bars fantastic. on us. Appreciate thank it. Good to meet you. Guys. Good thank to meet you. you. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Let's go, next. Dr. Okay, Dick yeah. Barnett, yeah. ladies and thank gentlemen. You.
2: A legend, a legend he, among you us. You know what he did? He dropped the mic, mic. Dropped the mic. A mic. Gosh, Beautiful. Hey, thanks again. Thank thanks you. again. Okay. All right. That was Dr. Dick yeah. Barnett, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Okay. Yeah, and, and you could donate on the site there, ah. drbarnettfoundation.org. Uh. Oh, hold on.
2: Oh, okay, it. there we go. Thanks, Doctor. Okay. All
3: right. Take it easy. Thank you. I don't know how we follow that up. That was
2: <laughs> <laughs> legendary, man. Legendary.
3: I've had a couple yeah. good freestyles in my day, but yeah. n- nothing like that. No. That was <laughs> no.
2: Absolute balls. Now he um he, he he had uh recited that one during during our interview, so uh sorry? Okay, okay. All right, so um so with the, with that being said, we're gonna wrap the show. I think Clyde couldn't make it. He had a um, you know, previous engagement that he had to get to, so
3: I don't think uh, we could have had anyone else after no, that anyway. No, after that, that man, was <laughs>
2: that was that was a great closer. That was that was a great close and it, it's his event. So to have Doctor Barnett close out the show for us. Um, it was an absolute honor.